Yeah. All right. Okay. So there's many disappointments, but there's no one who has the disappointment. This is the point. Yeah. This is not about getting out of disappointments or expectations or judging or uh, a reaction, a quick reaction of someone stole something that would never want to have anyway. All that kind of stuff does not imply us. Yeah. So there's judging going on, but there is no judger. Just like there was a famous statement by supposedly Buddha, which uh, is attributed to him, where he says events happen. So this would be an event, yes? Qualifies for that definition. Events happen, deeds are done. Yeah, so something broke before, a lot of glass and stuff like that. So certain, some deeds are always done, yeah? But there is no individual doer thereof, yeah? He doesn't start with, there is no individual doer thereof, and then deeds happen and events occur, because this is a negation. It's a negation. So just like Jesus said, supposedly, you're in this world, so there's no negating that. There's not denying that. You're in this world, but you're not of this world. So it isn't a denial of what's happening and then trying to have a philo philosophical idea to override your own senses. It's a negation of the idea that it's happening to you. That's basically it. Yeah. So someone the other day talked about it. Uh, and the head will make requirements. So you're not going to be free until you live with no expectations. Yeah. And then that day, the head will have an expectation, not knowing it's not you. There'll be an identif identification as it, and you're disqualified already. Yeah. So you set out on a course. I'm not going to resent anyone today. Five minutes, you're probably going to see something as a threat. It's not you, it's the system re re reacting. And there'll be a claiming of being the one who saw it as a threat and you're out of the, you know, you're off the board game. Yeah, this judges, that's how it, when you were a kid, didn't you lay down like on a day like this and you would, you would be able to tell the clouds were moving by judging it with a tree. So you'd have the tree, which would be stationary seemingly. And then you would be able to gauge the clouds are moving based on comparing it or judging it with the tree that wasn't moving. Yeah, it's this is the it's like the it's the uh, programming of the spacesuit that we're wearing. Yeah, and it's sort of like the freedom of this is it's not that you're going to go to a new greater place that you can take your helmet off and then breathe that new atmosphere. You're going to take the helmet off and see that you can breathe the atmosphere. Yeah, even though the system is going warning, warning, warning. You ever see in the movies, the science fiction movie, they're walking with these fucking uh, like uh, goldfish bowls and they're walking around, they're super hot. And they're, and then one of the people say, the hell with this, and they unscrew it. And they're, all the others are like waiting for them just to blow up. And they're nothing. Oh, hey, everything's okay. You would think that they all jump in, but they don't. They still have the faith in the fucking system. And the system saying, forbidden, forbidden, forbidden. Yeah. But there it is, direct evidence. The person's head hasn't blown, but they're still walking around the thing. What is that but faith in the something else that in this case, you've made to be yourself, as it says in the Course in Miracles. Yeah. It says very clearly, firm in faith in this something else. I don't believe you make it to be yourself. I believe the mental state makes it to be you. Yeah. 
So I'm going to change it. So firm in faith. If you come to someone today and go, hey, are you firm in faith in this something else? No. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And then if you say, you know, you're in the active denial of what you are. No, I'm trying to affirm what I am all day. Yes, but that's what you're not. But you're trying to affirm and promote what you are. But there's a mistake. You're not that. Yeah. So it says it very beautifully. It's a great uh, description. It's on one of the only pages I know in the Course of Miracles, or 68, I think. It says, firm in faith. So that's the condition. In this something else that your head has made to be you. Yeah. This isn't like, oh, that was, that's what it was like in 1997. No, it's an activity going on now. Firm in faith. That's the condition or requirement. Yeah. And then the head is, is, presenting us something else to be you really yeah and firm in faith in that we listen to that something else because we think it's us and obviously if it's us it's going to have our best interest at heart so why would we ever get suspicious but after years and years and years of listening to that thing and being led down the fuck, fucking dead end road maybe you are suspicious now so he goes all right this firm in faith in this something else that your head has made to be you, yeah, is the act of denial of what you are. These are the diagnoses. You don't even know you're ill, maybe, but somehow you come to this talk and then non-duality just, pre just presents diagnoses. It says, hey, there is a presupposing of a non-existent thing. What's the non-existent thing? The body, yes? Have you ever seen someone you knew and then saw them dead? You might have had a hit. Hey, that wasn't Uncle Fred. Because you were thinking Uncle Fred was the body. Now that the body's there without Uncle Fred in it, it's obvious there was a mistake, yes? And that mistake was lent to that by you being identified as the body sitting here, yeah? So you're not knowing it, but there's an act of being identified as the body. And then when you see a body, that you used to think was Uncle Fred and it's inert now. It's a non-existing thing. It's a thing, you're seeing it, but it ain't seeing anything, yeah? So it's inert now. Sometimes it hits you with a whack. Hey, that's not Uncle Fred, yeah? Bammo. And then hopefully it would lead to, hey, and this ain't, Uncle, this ain't Paul. Unfortunately, it didn't go there. It just stayed with Uncle Fred, yeah? But it, the great news, if you had a, uh, just a working understanding of non-duality, you would have been included in that negation. You would see if Uncle, if that that body's not Uncle Fred, this body's not Paul. Yeah, but usually you only get you only are shown half the mystery, and then the mystery the, the fucking head itself closes you off. So, like I knew a lady innocently called me and she said, "I've lost the ego, but everyone else's ego is bothering the hell out of me." Yeah, this isn't this. There is, yeah, this isn't like you're gonna find yourself in a new condition. No, you're gonna find yourself in a very, very old condition. Your your inherent nature. There's no new about it. It's always been there. There's no new and old in it. It's always been this way. Yeah, that's what that's what you discover. You discover something that. From it, you would call a mistake or a problem, but in the relief of it, you see there was not even a problem. 
It was just something your head entertained. It could not make it be so. It just inferred it was already so. But it can't make it to be so. And that, that's the most disarming message because you are, you are what you're looking for. That's the, that's the, the delicious like uh, entree of non-duality. You are what you're looking for. Or as St. Francis says, you, you know, what's looking is what you're looking for. So what's looking? He doesn't say who's looking is what you're looking for. What's looking? Because this, we're all joined at the hip with the what's. Who is completely determined to be separate, long-lasting, independent. Therefore, a thought cannot just be seen as a thought that many people had. It has to be seen as my thought, which is very unique. And no one thinks like I do. No one feels like I do. No one does the shit I did. And yet that's oh, completely erroneous. We basically have a stock version of unclear channel, really. And each little, each little chapter has its own fucking, you know, K Paul and K Maria. And just because it has a different flagship name, it seems like a different radio station. But if you listen to them, there's not much difference. Not at all. You know what I mean? The disc jockey may have a male voice and the disc jockey may have a female voice, but what's coming through is you're never going to be okay. You're never going to be loved. It's just, you know, you are. Something's wrong with you. It's not your fault, but you feel like it is. I know that. You feel like you did something to cause this fear of disliking from everyone else. I know it. And you probably did something. <laughs> and it goes on and on and on. Yeah. This is not about improving the head, though it will, because the volume will go down. It's about seeing you're not what it's presenting you as. That's all. How can you do that easily? You're not that. It's the easiest thing is to see what you're not. It seems super difficult to see what you are. I would think that would be a, a quite interesting message, yeah? Why is it so difficult to see what you are? Because you're what's looking. <laughs> You'd have to be something else to see it, and you're not. So what's looking, you cannot see it. You can see what you're not. You can see what's going on. All the processes you can see, yeah? Because you're before them. But you can't use the process to see what's before because you are the before. You are the before. You can't get your what comes after in a sufficient enough spiritual condition to see what's before, it's in another world. It's called after. It ain't seeing the before. <laughs> the only reality of the after is a denial of the before. So it has no interest in seeing the before unless it comes after it, which is what most people are doing. They're searching from this false point to try to find a true authentic point. How's it worked? You're here, so obviously it hasn't. The food is nice here, It'll be nice drinks. But basically, obviously this is an indication, not you, these are just innocent fucking people that have been brought into this Indra's web. Don't worry about it, there's no harm will be done. Yes, no, yeah. You'll be getting letters and emails from now on. Yes, why don't you donate? Why don't you donate? Donate, donate, donate. <laughs> I heard the message. I was, you know, 
I entered every spiritual path the way I entered everything, head first, really. Paul was already established, and now Paul was going to get somewhat undone and then put together better. Yeah, there was never going to be a complete absence of Paul because the Paul can't imagine a complete absence of itself. It can't. It only it always includes itself. So my journey to to know God is mostly about the knower of God, which would be me. So basically, the whole journey has very little to do with God. It has a lot to do with me as the knower of God. This is dualities, and this is what this message negates. It does, and negate doesn't mean it stops. Negate means you're not involved in it. That's all it is. It's not a negating. This is what people believe. They believe if they see they're not the thinker, they'll have no thoughts. This is complete misunderstanding. There was never a need. There's not a thinker. The idea of a thinker is, the th is a thought, and thoughts happen, yes? And then something notices them. The, yeah, the head wants to tell you there's a you that's noticing them. And therefore you that's noticing them are the thinker of them. Yeah, just like, and now the thinking of them being the thinker bonds you to the thoughts. Just like if I look at a, a, a park and there's kids around, 20 kids playing and my kids are there, my attention's probably gonna go to my kids, yeah? Or, or the other kids in relation to my kids, are they getting ahead of them on the slide or something like that? My kids, is the flag is set and then everything else is seen from there, yeah? Thought is a thought. My thought can ruin your day. I've seen it. I've sat in a room because in recovery, we share a lot. I would sit in a room, everyone, some of the most people are seemingly cool. There's no apparent threat. We're not under a great duress. And there was a lady completely flipping out in the room, yet there was nothing in the room to flip her out. Yeah, it was beautiful to watch because she was obsessed with August 15th and it was like July 22nd. Yeah, and there she was and she couldn't wait to share about August 15th. And everyone sitting in the condition of July 22nd, pretty good. You're nice. The you know the meeting is going to end. It's not going to go on forever. The person, if you like or not, like sitting next to you, you're going to get up. It's not going to be, you know, a, a, an eternal fucking hellish thing. Yeah, you can get up and just wander and not even listen to the person. But this lady flipping out. Now, what do you do if she's flipping about uh, about August fifteenth? If you sit and try to help her with August fifteenth, to me, that's not serving them because you are now complicit with the, taking something to be real that's not real so it's dicey so yeah i like to help but what's causing the problem right now is an imaginary date so wouldn't it be better if i would just hold the space let her have her whole flip out and not say much because i don't believe there's an august 15th on july 22nd i don't i haven't seen one have you no I'm looking around, where's the August 15th? It's only happening in up here. Okay, so compassion. Oh, come on, let's hang out. Let's talk about August 15th. Another form of compassion. Hey, fucking, it's all yours. There you go. Sit in the stew, probably be good. It is, yeah. So what is compassion? You don't know. It's from moment to moment, but sometimes, your idea of helping is a disservice to the person because they're going to be, it, 
life is going to bring them to a point where real change can occur, I feel. Constantly reinforcing a false solution or a, a false cause, which would, in this case was August 15th, I'm not into it that much. I'd rather just let you fucking get whacked by August 15th and I'll enjoy July 22nd. Yeah. And then hopefully if she comes around and everyone she's sitting around are at July 22nd, July 3rd, 23rd, maybe that August 15th is going to stick out like a sore thumb and maybe she'll see something. And then she'll realize, wait a minute, why am I allowing August 15th to override July 23rd? I'm just going to have a, some treats here. I'll eat some treats, drink some coffee. Maybe I can go on a hike with someone after the meeting. Yeah, there's other possibilities. But when it's the cause of my dis, uh, ill ease right now is August 15th, that's not the cause. It's the head, isn't it? And what's the head doing? It's playing God, isn't it? It's playing God with this moment and it's overriding the moment with August 15th. And August 15th is not gonna go well for you on July 22nd. It probably isn't. It's probably gonna really fucking suck. And it's gonna lead to terrible, terrible, long lasting effects. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that firm in faith in the something else? That's made to be yourself, isn't it? I mean, isn't it or not? How could August 15th override July 22nd if you're in July 22nd? If you're not in July 22nd, it could override a lot of dates probably. It could be more important than other dates. But basically, there's a stubborn quality that what's happening has, which is it's happening right now. <laughs> and it's a pretty good gauge for what's not happening because... If you're flipping out and no one else is, it's probably up here, yeah, because no one's up there with you, yeah. And in the future, in the past, the God is self. The God is the head. It's playing God, isn't it? So if you don't know it, it doesn't matter. What we're saying is there's an act of being identified as a thing in the head. Most people, when they're presented with it, they still believe they're doing it. They're not doing it. You're not doing it. It's mechanical. So when there's a great moment of light and you think it gets completely disqualified because you have weird thoughts about, you know, ping pong or something in the head, it doesn't. It can only do what you believe it can do is with your consent. Yeah. You're the juice that it's using to run its show. If your juice starts being moved to another condition, it's going to be seen through. That thing that seems so real will start being quite porous. You'll see right through it. Did it change or did something change where you are? So you hear these messages. There's one, you know, the godfather of non-duality is Ramana Maharshi, basically. And he put a statement out, many of them, and people wrote about his teachings. So if you read all these different people writing about his teachings, you'll see certain nuggets are in all the teachings. So because they're emphasized as the greatest mystery or the problem. And so one of them is called the greatest mystery. It says, you know, the greatest mystery, and then it's being ourselves reality. Yeah, so the greatest mystery, being ourselves reality, 
is reality wanting to attain reality. Now, being ourselves reality, obviously, would not motivate a searching for reality, obviously. Unless you want to, like, you're a Mr. Reality and you want to find a Mrs. Reality. I don't know. But they're basically reality would be going on. And basically, it would be incredibly absurd to look for what you already are. Yes. And use what you already are to look for it. That would be the double whammy. You think that would stop if you list, heard that message? Yeah, you do. But the thing is, we usually don't hear it as reality. We hear it as the story of Paul or Mia or everyone else. And then in the story of Paul, it has a lot of value to look for reality. You know, and in my community, it has a lot of value to be searching for reality. I mean, it's noble and you'll get a lot of Hats on the back. Yes, yes. You know, give up this life and you're certain. Great. But the dilemma is being ourselves reality. And this is not the message of organized religions or even Buddhism and stuff the way it's presented. It's the message of non-duality. Yeah. Which is you're not that. Yeah. That's looking for reality. What you're using to look for reality or your head is, is you. But what's look, what's using it or who's using it is not you. That's the message, yeah? So you find yourself looking for reality. It's sort of like you get caught with your pants down or the emperor seen with no clothes. It's wonderful. And hopefully with the understanding through satsang, you'll see the emperor with no clothes when it has a full amount of fucking wardrobe on, yeah? In other words, you won't have to try to strive for that peak experience when you finally see the truth. You'll see the truth, the truth through the delusion. The delusion will not obscure the truth anymore because you're in the truth, yeah? And you're seeing as true to the truth, which is this is a delusion. It's a dreaming, yeah? Instead of trying to be a, an object of the dreaming and try to look, pierce the incredible thick cloud of the dreaming to get to the truth, which is never going to happen because you're not in there. You're not, you're going north and you're in the south, so to speak. Yeah. You're the, that which is before. So as the truth, you can pierce any fucking cloud and see the truth about what? Not about yourself, but about the cloud. So they came up with this thing. So does the Course in Miracles. You're dreaming. This is dreaming. You and I are dreaming. You want to start very simply. Do you have a subjective experience here? Are you at the same event, yet everyone has different experiences of the same event? Then that same event isn't real, is it? Because you gave it the meaning it had. If it was a real, real thing, it would impose its real, real thing on you. But we don't run into real, real things. We run into empty things and there's meaning given to those things. And some meaning is real and some is real, real, real. Let's say if it's concerning pain and everything, it's real, real, real. And the suffering that will go with it will be seemingly real, 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 but it is inherently empty. I've had it. I've had the experience. I've been in a ward with people with terrible uh effects from motorcycle accidents and car accidents and you know we're in a teaching hospital 
we get some of us, I got airlifted there. So a normal hospital couldn't take care of us because the damage was so severe. And there would be like 12 people in that ward and you were in there for a while. You're not in there for a week or two. You're in there for months. And so you started seeing the trajectory because they want you to meet after you got out of the hospital. It's sort of like to have a, like a uh, support group. Yeah, because you went through similar things and you could support each other. So it was going to be a relationship that wasn't just going to be when you were in a hospital bed. You're probably going to meet them later and, talk and see what's going on. And so here I am. Here's other people. Some people weren't drinkers. They became drinkers. Yeah. Some people that were drinkers stopped drinking. Yeah. There was all these different effects from, a, from very similar damage completely different effects. Now, what was giving them the meaning or did their meaning override what was giving them meaning? I would say the latter, yeah? If you don't see what's going on, you're gonna be looking from this effect. You're gonna be, your, your life is gonna start and end with this non-existent thing called Maria. Yeah, and there's going to be this presupposing of this non-existent thing being that which is existing. Yeah, so the subjectiveness, the spirit is going to be mixed up with the body. And so when you're witnessing the event of conscious contact, you'll claim it to be Paul is in contact. And so now Paul is the one who's conscious. Paul is one who's seeing. And the Paul is like an emblem. The car is already running. It's already built. It can drive and turn. The emblem is Paul. Yes. Paul isn't a cause of fucking anything. It's like an afterthought. It's like a, a tailless donkey and we're the tail. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Now the donkey kicks, I kick. Now the donkey did something I did. I did it. So there's a claiming of what's happening at the head from the tail. Uh, are you conscious now you as the person you may not feel it but your head sure does your head thinks it's you every time it says i saw this you're pictured as a body in the memory that's how you're pictured you cannot picture yourself as spirit there's, there's no picture there it's the space the memory of you as spirit would be empty, which is really beautiful, actually. What's being remembered as you is different. That's a projection, and the projection is of a body. Yes, it's that simple. So there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing, a body, yeah? Being what? Existed. And now in this situation, that existing non-existent thing wants to get salvation for itself. Yeah. All right. He says, he says, this is a pretty big, uh, it's not like this is probably the case. He's basically inferring this is the case. This is like the men, the first mental conception is this preconceiving, ide presupposing idea that you're a thing. Yeah. And it says, all right, if this is the case, which he says probably is, your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. So, how can they destroy it? First of all, you, who, who'd want to destroy a non-existent thing, really? But your spiritual practices themselves are being used to reinforce 
the non-existent thing as being what? The existing thing. How can they destroy it? Yeah. So while you're believing, you're trying to undo you, you're doing more of you. Yeah. Unbeknownst to that situation. But now it isn't unbeknownst. Now that suspicion, we felt it in recovery of irritable, restless, discontent. That, that suspicion was correct in a way. There's something going on that you don't know is going on that's informing you about what's going on. Do you like the information it's sending you? What does it interpret to? You may have an idea. The Course says it interprets to the body of which it is a part, the brain. What? Oh, yeah. It says brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. So this thing that's taking all the information, the information isn't just flowing to the source. It's going through a little middle man or woman. It gets doctored up. You know, some things are highlighted, some things unemphasized, and then it's presented as you to you. Yeah. And then you seem to have to wear this, like someone tailored a suit that fits a different kind of body than you. So you fucking always wear, what the hell? Uncomfortable. But I spent $800 for this suit tail. But it just doesn't, doesn't give. There's no flexibility. I'm, I can't wear a three-piece suit everywhere, like tennis matches and shit. It doesn't work. You know, I'm all... <laughs> so it isn't just a suit, really. Hmm? Uh, like well, like a straitjacket. Yeah, there you go. But a straitjacket is, in a way, may lead you to a recognition than the, the soft wearing uh, sportswear, you know, <laughs> which fits every one of my action moves. And, you know, look at it. What is it called? The spiritual path? What, what takes a path? Body. A body takes a path. Yes. I'm going to reach the spiritual mountain. Who would climb a mountain? The spirit that's at the bottom and all around everywhere on the top. Is it going to climb it? No, a body. Yeah. So we frame looking for our own nature, which is insane, first of all, as a body is going to become spiritual. Yeah. I'm on the spiritual path, a.k.a. as a body. All right. Good luck businesses will pop up. It has an incredible, uh, incredible warranty. It may take lifetimes. I mean, Jesus Christ, can you imagine buying a couch and it never gets delivered and you're calling them, oh, it could take lifetimes. I don't have a lifetime to get that couch. I want it now. Uh, uh, no, it's, uh, you're not pure enough yet. Your ass isn't in shape enough to sit this on this couch. It's your fault. It's not our fault. Yeah. I mean, don't you feel something's weird there when they tell you it could take spiritual life, I mean, lifetimes to arrive at where you already are? I mean, it's an incredible business plan because the, the, the failing of the delivery, you take it to be your failing. Oh, I must have done something not to deserve the couch today. No, there's no couch. They don't have one. They don't have a factory. They got a post office box. They're just sending shit. And the more you believe, the more shit they'll send. Really, That which is playing God uh, is going to keep playing God. And this is the beauty of the message. Because all the things we either subtly or through ignorance fell into, that there's a lot of requirements for me to be me, 
me. Yeah. A lot of fucking requirements I have to meet. And usually they're set up for you in it. You're totally incapable of meeting them as what you're taking yourself to be. Try to have no thoughts. You know, try to get before the reaction of when you lost something, you immediately think someone stole it. I like to see you get before that. You lose the keys. First thing you say, who the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was way before that. Yeah. I, you know, oh, wait. Oh, oh. No, it comes out already. You have a, <laughs> who stole the keys? And then there's trying to clear that shit up. But it obviously seems in this gunfight, something's faster than us. <laughs> we always lose. So let's just put the fucking gun down. And maybe you'll see that you're, you are an indescribable whatever, but you have certain descriptions. It's not of time. So it's never a minute late or a day. It's here now all the time. Yeah, it's not of time. Therefore, if it's not of time, it's not going through any process of completing or eroding. It's not growing bigger or decreasing because that's all of time, yes? It's always available at all times. So it's not gonna take any minute or any moment to get there. And basically uh, it's really like, come as you are. It's not, a, it's not like a spiritual formal that you gotta wear a tuxedo or some robes with matching saffron shit. It's come as you are because you're not that. You know? So here you are, come as you are right now. And there you are. What? Yeah. Why? How? Negating that which appears and says, oh, here where I am, here I am. You see it come. You see it come. You're already there before it enters the room. What it tells us is it's already in the room and we believe that. But in fact, we're the only one home. And then you see shit coming up. You see the head saying, oh, I'm never going to be loved, whatever. It has some big golden oldies it likes to play at certain times just to keep you in fucking, it doesn't want you to start roaming. Yes, it wants you, you got a certain designated area. That's as far as you're going. Everything else is forbidden, forbidden to you. Only the wise, wise ones can see there. I don't know. It has, it didn't work. And then the idea, I liked when they did, they express it in a sense of, because of duality, I feel there's two major narrations you can live under. One of them for me when I was young was the policeman. For some reason, my head, I had to be perfect. I didn't curse till sixth grade and all this stuff. I mean, he sat in school, was just doing everything great, but it was very uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of surveillance. The guy was walking around the beat all the time, watching what I was doing and everything was super important which, and they're irrelevant in most cases, but super important to me. It was unbearable. And so around 11 or 12, in a way, I had enough. I was very uncomfortable. And I got introduced to drinking. And the drinking gave me some relief from the policeman. So now another phase set in, which was the thief. So the thief, free of responsibility. Fuck, I never, they don't want me to go to family situations. They don't invite me to the family marriages. Ah, it's working perfectly. I'm totally irresponsible now. I can do anything I fucking want. And there I went. 
Yes. But that also life has lots of consequences. <laughs> and even though the type of person as an alcoholic I was, I would be willing and I was to pay any consequence tomorrow, not to feel uncomfortable now, it definitely wears you out. Yeah. You know, getting arrested on a 10 day cocaine retreat is very uncomfortable when you shift from a little, you know, blanketed room with other fucking weirdos into a cell at San Francisco, Bryant Street. It's, un it's very, very earth shattering for the head. It's like a tectonic shift that was sooner or later, you're just going to have a crack. You know? You're just going to be unable to deal with things at all. So what happened was then, okay, I get sober from the grace of a divine hand. And then who comes, who shows up on the streets? The policeman again. Now he has the, he's got the stick and it's up my ass again. Now I've got to be perfect watching every intention. It was just insane. Yeah. So what happened? Thank God I was led. First, I tried, I went back to stuff I had been introduced to at this one period of my young adult life, which was Buddhism and stuff. And then I realized I heard this message and this was relief, not from relief from the thief and then having to deal with the policeman was relief from both. It was fantastic. So the thief uh, narration is still there. The policeman narration is still there, but something turned the volume on, down on both. Yes, because the volume, it doesn't, the volume isn't of the policeman and thief. It's you. It's our volume. And so something finally worked where it wasn't one or the other. It was neither. And that to me is negation. Beautifully clear negation. So I'm neither this nor am I that. And then basically you don't come up with another conclusion. There's not a third identity or a third narration. It's just basically you're traveling lighter through the first two. And now there's more, they're, uh, <laughs> they're more, uh, they're incredible abundant material for Comedy Central, both. You can do skits on the thief. I mean, most of the stories I tell us and then skits on the policeman. It's hilarious, really, while you're not underneath the situation. Yeah. So now it wasn't like I lost interest in one and then got the boomerang extreme interest in the other because that's not working. And I'm get I'm too old to go back to the thief fucking modality to get released from the policeman. I'm not going to live through another thief chapter, pretty much. So basically, something has to go. And and this message is nothing has to go. That's the beauty of it, because with it when it's either or, something has to go. For this to be okay, that seems to have to go. And for this to be okay, that has to go. This message is nothing has to go. And there's okayness, yeah? yeah. And I don't know how, there is no volume on the narrations, it's us. It's how, it's either, and I feel there's two basic conditions. Either you're hearing it or you're listening to it. So, and I feel what attracts the listening to it is if it keeps identifying as you, you're gonna listen to it probably. And then you're going to need skillful means and shit like that, because it's going to seemingly disrupt something. Yeah. But if you fall out of, of love with that idea of self, 
you're now going to be hearing it, which is like you hear birds, really. Yeah. And stuff. And so a lot of your day, you're going to hear a lot of narration, but the narration isn't going to complete any mission. So it says turn left. It's like when you it's like when you're driving and you're not listening to the GPS. And then there's these pauses where it tries to recalculate, you know, you're like, it says left, you don't go left. It's like, oh, uh, make uh, you turn, no, you don't listen. This is what it's like in a way. But the pauses last a lot longer. It stops recalculating after a while. It just says, fuck it, it ain't working. And it just chills out. So it goes left, left, uh, left. It's just habitual now. It's not even close to where I am. Just turn left. Just give me, throw me the bone. Listen to me once. So like a broke, a broken clock, you're going to be right at least twice a day. So finally, maybe, you, oh, you see, you went left. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, and I'm really, the real killing uh, swipe of that is irrelevance. You don't have to kill anything or vanquish anything. You just lose interest in it. Yeah. You lose interest in it, and that which has seemed to have been someone yelling in your ear is like a uh, like an echo from another area, yeah, far away, yeah. And then it's the absurdity. You can only greet it with comedy, really. It's just insane because it can't get it can't get it can't get the programming because it's the programming. It can't see that self can't get out of self. It will just keep trying in different ways. So in my, this life, I first started reading fantasy and science fiction and Edgar Allan Poe when I was a kid. Yeah, that was sort of an escape. And then obviously doing, getting the water and all this shit was an escape, yeah? Then as I got older and there wasn't much of escape, then I got interested in the drugs and alcohol. Then after that, I realized it's gotta be an inside job going to stop the drugs, alcohol, get into meditating, this and that. Yeah, that failed, went back to drugs and alcohol again. At least the thief has some fun. You know, the, living with those tight fitting robes sucked. You know, I saw so many guys who took a vow of Buddhism. And uh, it was funny, man. They they took a vow in Buddhism. They were a Buddhist monk in uh, Thailand and they didn't want to be anymore. They all left after a few months. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't for them. So did that. And then I came back to spirituality without the guru idea. Yeah. And then I realized the futility of it all. I did. And then non-duality swept in and explained why that futility is the greatest success of your life, in a sense. Because if you stop using what you are to look for what you are, you may find out it's you. Yeah. And that's what happened. On duality brought it to a crashing halt. Uh, never did anything again, really, about it. Yeah. And just uh, put it to a test. Just stop doing shit and see what happened. The big foot didn't come out of the sky and squish me. None of that. It just uh, I got relief from both aspects. Instead of being in that eternal war of this or that, it's neither. This is the, what it says, non-duality. To me, policeman, thief are two sides of the same coin. It's non-duality. It, it, that currency gets passed all day, but you're not investing in it as much anymore. Yeah? Render unto Caesar's what Caesar's. But I'm not wearing Caesar sweatshirts all day and fucking, yeah, it's just 
doing what's happening and just never not being here. It's just pretty, I don't even have a good or bad about it. It's just, you're always here, always. You're always awake, sleeping, present. You never get gypped. And uh, all those ideas of, the unspoken idea is you, you could be out of the moment. The spoken idea is how to get into the moment. But the unspoken idea, which is where the dilemma is, is uh, that you can be out of the moment. That's not true. You've never not been in this mo in a moment. You are the moment, basically. Nothing that all these things that you can perceive are not what's perceiving. Yeah. This whole place needs you to trigger it on. You're it. You're the reality in a sense. Yeah. So awake, I don't feel it's best to be disguised as dog shit awareness. If you're into parades, it's gonna be, yeah. It's basically just all terrain tread. You're just traveling lighter. You know, a lot of times when you have those peak moments, the most important thing about the moments is the setting. You know, like when you used to do LSD, if you ever did it, when you used to do LSD and other hallucinogens, setting was very important. Yeah. You wouldn't want to do it in Times Square like fucking, you know, LSD, maybe, but peyote probably not, or, you know, mushrooms. It's not, it's sort of like, uh, so basically that condition you're trying to enter is based on other conditions. This isn't like that. This is an all-terrain condition. Wherever you are, it's there, there it is, yeah? And it allows you to travel lighter, not in certain controlled manufacturing ways, situations like retreats, but traveling lighter, open terrain, free range, shit, yes? And what more do you want? Do you want to, you know, like when I was in this, you know, with the drug addiction, it led me to a place that I lived in for two years, Delancey Street, and I did... And I was doing very well there. And they would have brochures about their success rate was 97%. But you had to read in the fine print. You could never leave Delancey Street. So that condition that I was enjoying was predicated on, an, on a, a lifelong condition that I didn't see that much interest in. I didn't want to live in an institution. Yeah. I'd like that feeling what was happening. I wasn't getting loaded anymore and she went to college and I started, but it seemed to be a heavy toll to have to pay. Yeah, yeah. So, and then when you go, what retreats are held in Newark, New Jersey? Not many. They're usually in a nice setting. They're great food, you know, no phone calls, no this and that. And even if you're in Newark or let's say you act like you're gonna have a retreat about being homeless, for seven days, but you know you're not homeless. You've got a place you're gonna go back at the eighth day. Homelessness isn't about homelessness. It's about not having a home, yeah? You're stuck in this reality and there's no place you're gonna go to. So how can you manufacture a seven day retreat that you're homeless when you're not homeless? That's gonna be in there, yeah? So this, these, these conditions, a lot of them, that are called spirit conditions need conditions. That's not the condition. The condition we are has, is unconditional. It doesn't need 
incense. Incense is great. It doesn't need the right setting. Though I like to have a right setting, but it doesn't need it, you see? Once you have a requirement, there's gonna be a lot of requirements. That's not freedom. So this is a simple message. It doesn't have you looking for anything other than what you're not. And you can see what you're not appearing in your little porno theater up there. Just check it out. Yeah. And then you tell me if there is something, a long lasting, independent, separate thing. Or is it a long lasting, independent, separate, non thing in a dreaming of time and space? Yes. Do you believe you actually started? You don't even remember your beginning here, do you? And most people, the people who are going to experience your death isn't you, it's going to be other people. Yeah. They're going to have an experience of your death. You're just going to pass. That's it. Yeah. Some of the great masters, supposedly, I always get weird. I had no idea about someone who would be presenting themselves as the full embodiment of the unembodied presence, drop dead suddenly, seemed like he missed the whole boat. You would think he would have known and had a festival for him dropping dead. He seemed to be dropped dead in the middle of the day. He was probably going, hey, can you pass? Whoa! Whatever, he was assuming he was gonna have the end of that sentence, probably. So I don't believe much in any of this. I just think you're not gonna get it as this. You're not, this has a pay scale, a certain defined programming. It can't even imagine self out of self. It just can't. It can imagine self out of self, but it can't imagine out of self. It always is included with self. Self is gonna get out of self. There's no out of self, yeah? And I've run through enough. I did the eight different things. I ran into the dead end, backed up, got into another vehicle. Spirituality, drug addiction, drinking, uh, surfing. There's always something. And you hear about the great party, you get there, it sucks. Because yeah. you're there. <laughs> That's a, you're trying to be here with that which ate, yeah? The there can't be here. It can only be there, yeah? And for it to be there, it has to interpret the here to be there and then, yeah? Yeah, so, hey, anyone else, anyone there? Oh, here's Lisa. We talked about you, Lisa. You're the one who actually propelled this whole situation, yeah? Yeah. Yes, uh, and here I sit in Alabama, the the uh, the victim of a of another airline snafu. Look at all you wonderful people. They all came to see you, honey. Uh, well, we know that's not exactly. I came came out. They didn't come to see me. There is no me. But there you are. Uh, Look hey, at them all. Hey, there you go, Lisa. Uh, <laughs> you get a you get five uh, credit points for that. Is Richard there? Is Richard five, Cohen? Five miles yeah. in non-duality. Hmm? <laughs> Who? Richard's here. Yes. Oh, all right. Well, I'll get I'll get to see everybody up close after the Zoom calls. Okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> thank you, Lisa. Well. I, I'm going to say every week, I'm going to say someone else is coming. It seems to be working better than it's me. <laughs> we're going to have a guest speaker next week. Now, we're all here because of what I take you it. do. We're all here because of what you bring forth, Paul. Not because of Paul. 
First of all, who's taking over for me? Ten minutes before the ship sinks. Let's get some new blood in here. All right. Well, anyone have a question? Anyone question here? People are questioning why didn't we have this in the sun? <laughs> Sorry. It's got a little cold to hear. All right. Anyone in here? Who's running the show? John. Yeah. Chris has his hand up. Chris. Right, Chris. Hey, Tell guys. me if you can't hear it. I'll try to make it louder. All right, Paul, Chris. Can you hear me? Yes. Good. Uh, it's good to see you. I have this relationship with your stuff where <clears throat> every once in a while I drop in and I guess you just have a way of expressing this stuff that sometimes it's kind of at my level. Uh, I have a pretty uh, earnest seeking life uh, outside of bumping into you here and there. Some of which I get to actually spend time with guys that talk like you, you know, and and I'm, you know, when you're talking about how like you get to a certain point where it feels futile, because that was part of it for me was in the beginning was kind of realizing that I was magnetized to it or that I was led, like you said, and then I kind of caught a beat on this stuff and I just started chasing guys down just shamelessly just <laughs> trying to get FaceTime with people and <clears throat> uh, and so at this point that's kind of run its course along with some other stuff and I still spend time reading quite a bit and I just now started getting into the sort of you know seminal stuff Ramana Maharshi and all that not that I haven't before but I'm actually sitting and reading talks and Nizargadatta and that's, you know, all that. But um, one of the things that you said, this, this idea that's been really interesting lately that I've, that, that's, that at least makes some sort of logical sense is what you were saying about this, this before thing, when you were saying you're before uh, certain circumstances. Uh, certain requirements, whatever that might be. And, and I hear, you know, when I'm reading Ramana, it's like, he talks a lot about the different states of consciousness, sleep, dream, and waking state. And it's an interesting thing because I had an experience where I had a dream and woke up <clears throat> and it kind of dawned on me where it was like, well, which one am I then, you know? And, Neither. Right, well, there's consciousness in both. And so there's our awareness in both, awareness of both. And uh, no, there and so was just awareness. The the of both was presented in a way yeah. to the awareness. The awareness didn't see both. Yeah. So there's yeah, I suppose that's all yeah, I mean, like you know, there's just good, thank quite a quite a few uh well maybe not quite a few but a handful of experiences where like i got sick and i had to go to work because i started a new job so there was no uh there was no getting out of it for the day it's a new job and uh, i went 
And so all I was doing all day was just whatever the task was. It was the head quieted down. It was very, very quiet. I felt like shit, but I, you know, whatever it was going on was task oriented and it was just get through the day. And, and I looked up at the clock at one point and it was 1030 and I was walking away and I just, the head went, oh God, it's only 1030. And it stopped me. And I was like, what was that? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. who like, the part of me was like, shut up. Like, I don't, it was, it was like having somebody there with you that was just complaining on an already rough day. And it was one of the few times where I was just kind of like, something strange is going on here, I guess. And, so let's take that thing. So there's the head goes, it's only 1030. And then something else says, shut up. That's well, yeah. both of the head. So yeah. one's an echo of the other. It's so you hear one as if it's coming from here, but it's the same echo. Yeah. So there, it's like call and response, which is this is the negation. So that which says, oh, it's only 1030. And then the reaction to it, neither of them represent us. Yeah. Yeah. If you only see one of them doesn't represent you, then neither the policeman and thief is going to grow as the other. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yes, it's only 10.30, here comes the suffering uh, with time. And then, uh, I, oh, I can't believe I'm suffering. And then that's just actually an add-on. Yeah. yeah, instead of the second one is the inference is that it's going to decrease or minimize, but it actually elongates the fucking, the thing that, that, fe that feeling of it's only 10.30. Yeah, it's like a false helper that's going to even uh, make the load heavier. Yeah, yeah. This is why it's called non-duality. Most things, it's like the call and the response are both bogus. Yeah. If you see the call as bogus and take the response to be authentic, uh, a traveling, it's not going to tra translate as traveling lighter. You're going to be heavy and you're going to be wondering why. Yeah. And that's, I feel, is the reason why. The sense of identification just moved away from what was observed to the observer of it. Yeah. They're both bogus. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to lose interest in both. And then you're just here. You know, I'm, I'm here. It's like a wind. Uh, chimes the wind is you know the wind is incredible because it blows through all these different uh trumpets and shit all the different trees have different sound yeah the dog is on a pause right now it's trying to figure out what's going on took a break yeah uh, there he goes it just made up something it's like it makes up memory on flaws it saw a, a potato chip and then two days later it's licking that area probably gets the same taste as because it doesn't taste anything the food just misses all the taste buds it just gets sucked down so so it walks around yeah so that's it you're just here and there's the ping pong tournament going on uh, you know, oh it's already 10 30 okay wait a minute 
<laughs> whatever. So there's a reaction that the 1030 is real. It just goes on and on. And this way, this message, I feel, it may start as changing the, the balance of the two, but it's going to lead to seeing neither. Yeah, that's my feeling. You will get relief. Yeah, and it may not be like this. It may be like that. But there's going to be a relief from both, both aspects. Yeah. The observed and the observer of the observed. You lose interest in all that. Just like people would call me all the time. I've, I've disappeared. I disappeared. Well, who the hell is telling me that then? That's what I hope disappears, is that which comes back and says they disappeared. I rather, you know what I mean? I was lost and now I'm found, but you weren't lost. So it's not big news that you're found. Yeah. You see? So just, I only saw. The getting undone is both sides of the coin. So it's nice to have one side up more than the other. It's cool, but that's not it really. Because again, uh, it's not non-duality. Non-duality is the negation of the observed and the observer. Not just the observed, but the observer. Not just the that which reacted and, or the, and the reactor of it. It's both. Yes. Yeah. It's non-duality. It's not non-one. It's non-two. Not two. Yeah. Yeah. So, just come around, and uh, you don't have to stop reading. Uh, reading will stop sooner or later. Yeah. You don't have to believe you have to do anything. Just do what you feel you're called on to do, and it's going to either succeed or fail, and you're going to learn both ways. Yeah, you'll realize, hey, I've had enough, and then you won't pick up a book. You don't have to make a vow. I'm not going to pick up a book and then sell them at your flea market, you know, your garage, and then buy other copies a week later. No, you just stop reading. Is, it, is that a requirement? No, it just may happen. You may stop reading because you may seemingly have read quite a lot in the past, and that thievery or that heist and you as being presented as the reader was so fucking obvious that you may not want to read anymore. You saw enough of that. And so, hey, I'd just rather read the wind or something. Yes. Read the tea leaves. Just float around. Yeah. So, yeah. This relief is real relief. You'll travel lighter. Not based on a lot of requirements. And the whatever requirements last, they don't last that long because they're all finite and they drop. And then basically you are what you're looking for. Right now, come as you are because you're not this. And there you go. And uh, hopefully it'll allow you to be, you know, you'll be, if you're present, which you are, you're gonna be available, which you are, and, that, and you'll be of service. Life will use you. It will, yeah. You fulfilled the requirements of service, which is present and available. There you are. That's your nature. And then your nature is to be of service. Who knows how? Like today, uh, the cat was out, was going to let it back in. And he had a little friend. He had, cat, had caught a bird, tiny bird. 
we thought it may have fallen out of the nest. And the bird, he was standing next to it because they like to show you trophies, but it was alive still. Tiny little thing. It was sort of, weak. it was a little shaky on its little paper thin legs. There's a looking and he looked roughed up from the mouth of the cat. So I said, I yelled at the cat and I, we got it. Amelia picked it up and I said, Jesus, it's alive. And we made a little thing in a Tupperware, put a little like uh, hand, uh, hand washcloth in there, made it comfy. I threw some chia seeds in there just in case. It was standing up and it started following me. So it came out of shock and it was looking at me and we just left it there. And then 10 minutes later, I went out, it was gone. It fly. Well, I didn't think it could even fly, but it flew or something took it like a hawk, but I didn't see. No, there would have been some signs. My story is that it flew away. Don't fucking bring in the hawk. So I looked for feathers or no feathers. So my story, it flew away. And it made it made our day right in the beginning of the day. Amelia was quite happy. We participated in saving the poor bird, but it looked pretty rough next to my cat. It was like, <laughs> so yeah, you're of service. Anyone else? I think we're gonna end. These people, they're all moving to the sun, uh, but we're not bodies. I know, I understand that. Yeah. Not bodies. We're all looking for the cushions, and but I'm not a body. You wanting a cushion doesn't make you a body. It makes a body wanting a cushion. Yes. The body has programming. It's it's got a sentience. It's not two levels below coconut. And it's seeking out whatever it thinks is comfort. In spite of the fucking mental, fucking gargantuan fucking activity up there. Just wants to have a better cushion. It doesn't want to sit for 13 hours in a seat. It wants to enjoy the seat for a little while. Yeah. It's waiting to have food. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Great. Great, yes, exactly. Now you're getting heavy again. Just enjoy it. Because there's the one in control. How's it happen so I can keep making it happen? That's that's the heavy. Oh yeah, no. Now, everyone has their own seat assignment. Yeah, yeah. I once threw an ice cube down Maria's dress. The shocker into fucking something. That moment, it did, didn't it? Yeah, that's what I would do. If I was a therapist, we'd all be at the ocean. Instead of you telling me your life story, just jump in the water. There goes your life story. Like a second, you're freed from it. Yeah, just remember that. Because what the head has, one of the things it does is limits possibilities. It does. If you can't get rid of the possibility, it's, it puts it into time. So you, you can be okay. You're not now, but you could. It's possible if you do this and this and listen to me, you could be okay. 
but basically uh, it has a very myopic view. Yeah, and that view excludes a lot of possibilities. And then whatever possibilities are available, it's usually based on meritocracy. You're gonna to have to fucking earn it. You're gonna to have to do something. And then when you do it, it doesn't get as many points as you thought because they changed the rules. You gotta do more, yeah, on and on. It's like a slavery. Yeah, you become like a performing animal and this thing, the head's like sadistic. It's enjoying screwing with you. It is. That's right. Let it irritate. Let the whole thing get a giant canker sore. I know. I'm happy to see it, honey. I had given up hope in, in your case. I thought you were a hopeless non-duality aspirant. I did. We had, a, we had the intensive care ward. We were, I'm ready for you, getting ready for you and Hamid. But hey, we're gonna, hey guys, I think we're gonna go unless there's another question. Oh, Esther. Esther has her hand up. And then we're gonna take off, I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna have the Zoom thing with Lisa. All right, yeah, don't leave if you're interested. All right, Esther. So yesterday, um, there were thoughts of uh, wanting to kill myself and um, Alan held the space and uh, reminded me that I uh, that it could be just a mood, and it, it passed in a couple of hours, and um, and then waking up um, this morning, I was like, "Geez, like you said, like the 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 policeman and the thief, like how could you have thought like that? It's so different now today." And and he's saying to me, um, "You know, the past is over." You don't have to um, think about yesterday, but it was just so nice to um, to just uh, see that that it was a mood passing through, and and that um, and and then seeing it pass. So so. Yes, and then we would have been disappointed if you didn't show up, Esther. Sometimes you have to realize. There's a bigger thing going on. Let's call it us. Yeah. And it's not all about the me. Yeah. So uh, that's what you, you sorely missed in the us. Mm. Yeah. So, and after a while, you'll just see the thoughts. You won't follow them and you won't have to go through a report about them. Yeah. It's just, yeah. just a dime a dozen. Yeah. 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 But really honor that you're not following its instructions because that's going to fortify an immunity to the thought system, your, the narration. So honor those demonstrations that it told you you should do something and you didn't do it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. obviously it has a story that you always follow it and it's not true. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. So this is an active part. Honoring, uh, the fruit from that tree you can't know. You honor the, and this is how you sit, get this in a weird way, become or know the tree is by honoring the freaking fruit. So your head saying, kill yourself, you didn't do it. Hallelujah. Um, obviously you listen to something other than the head. Because if you listen to the head, you would have killed yourself, yes? 
So there's something else that you're listening to that was stronger than the head. Hallelujah. I believe that is always stronger than the head. No, how, no matter how strong the head is, that is ultimately always stronger than the head. Rest assured, look at the course, your course, your attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability. So what you are is untouchable by all these attack thoughts and all this advice and warnings it puts out. Yeah, just let that fucking thing direct the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I have either I'm going to have to start selling parkers here or some warm clothing or we got to end the uh, they all migrated to the to the sunny side. I'm in the tundra because service the spirit of service, a little discomfort for the betterment of the all. All right. So, hey, I think we're going to say goodbye now and we're going to have this thing for uh, so if you want to stay, stay. We just open up this beautiful gift Lisa sent us. And Lisa's there, I hope. Yeah, there she is, I think. All right. And uh, let me just say goodbye to everybody first. Oh, okay. So there's, we got Surfo's iPad. Oh, it's, it's Hiram. Oh, Hiram, nice to see you. We miss you. And... Uh, Talk to you soon, eh? Hopefully. We got Marty. We got Akila. Akila, thank you for that lovely donation and, and uh, letter. Thank you so much. Sandra. Nice to see them. John K. Thank you for helping, John, today. Walter. Mike C. I had a pleasure to hang out with Mike just a week or so ago. Esther. Andre. Don O'Connor, you see how much, Esther, we're all happy to see you. So your staying has brought great joy to many. Don O, I'm sure he's not out of a fossil retreat. Lisa M, they're gonna open it up soon. Amelia's gonna open it. Let me just finish my goodbyes. Rich here, Rich now. J, A, Chris H, Vlad, nice to see Vlad. Hey, Mahavir is here with me. Oh, wait a minute. I can't see that well. Can you see it? Mahavir? Yes. Oh, nice to see you. Yes. We got the uh, the Portuguese Zen bitch slappers. That's good. We got Angie. Nice to see you, Angie. Lori, as always, Zoe, Angie is, I'm so happy to see your lovely smile, Angie. Yes, thank you. Yes, Zoe, as always, Sean, nice to see you there. Sally, you, Sukai, Adele, let me get to the other ones. Uh, Diana, Cassandra, thank you for everything. Uh, Rose. Adele, I think I got everyone.